Well, it looks like you all hated me so much that you've given me this award for it. That it can be about the performance and not the politics. This moment is so much bigger than me. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. And thank all of you who voted for me. And all of you who didn't, please excuse me. I deserve this. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Academy Queens. I have no intention of touching your bird. I'm Brandon Stanwyck. And I will always ask you for money, you big stud, Joey Gentile. All right, and we are here talking to you today about 1969. Very nice year. It is a very good year. Like, it's a really good year for these, for these nominations. Yes. We have a couple of very uh, prominent actresses making their Oscars debut. So we have a couple uh, old school dames who unfortunately would not um, be returning to the Oscar uh, ceremony as nominees, and that's too bad. But overall, it's a pretty good year for film and for um, the actresses nominated. It is. It is. I just noticed, I just realized too, I mean, it should have been obvious going into this, but this is our final Jane Fonda um, year as well. Right. We're closing out Jane Fonda with her um, first nomination. And we're closing out Goldie Hawn with her first nomination and Sylvia Miles with her first nomination. Yeah. So we're closing out a lot. But this is a really good year. I feel like um, the last year of the decade is always tricky to end on. Like, I feel like this year, for example, 2019, that the Oscars are going into isn't like a super spectacular year. But 69 proved wrong for a lot. I feel like 69 almost was like 79, being pretty solid all around. Um, uh, I'm, but yeah, this is an exciting year. This is uh, the, of course, Patreon Academy or uh, Patreon listeners vote. Um, you guys voted for this one on Twitter, and this will be our February release. So it's, it'll be, uh, I can't actually wait to hear the responses on this one. This one's a personal favorite of mine. So. Right. I wonder how many people out there have seen all of the nominees from this year, because as we will get to soon, one of them is quite difficult to find. It so. is literally, actually, we'll get that get to that very soon. But I, um, it is actually known as one of the hardest films of the Academy's repertoire to find. And there's a reason behind it, and I don't want to spoil it just yet. Mm-hmm. But um, do you have anything else to add, or should we just dive right in? I'm good with just jumping right in. All right, all right, let's do this. We have an odd year. So, supporting ladies, you're mine. Uh, your nominees for 1969's Best Supporting Actress were... Goldie Hawn in Cactus Flower, Diane Cannon in Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, Catherine Burns in Last Summer, Sylvia Miles in Midnight Cowboy, and Susanna York in They Shoot Horses, Don't They? All right, let's start it off right off the bat with uh, with uh, a Queen's favorite almost, Miss Sylvia Miles. Um, this is her first of two nominations, and she plays Cass in Midnight Cowboy. Going into Oscar night, she had zero precursors. Um, she was actually not even the quote-unquote favorite to get the nomination for Midnight Cowboy, as Brenda Ficaro got the Best Supporting Actress Golden Globe nomination. So, regarding Miss Miles' first cameo um, nomination... She plays Cass, who is a high-end New York socialite on New York's Upper East Side. 
who gets picked up on the street by Joe Buck, played by John Voight, and essentially turns the tables on him. Um, he Joe Buck goes into New York City to be a hustler and a male prostitute, and instead of her paying him, he ends up paying her, hence my opening. Um, so, Brandon, what do you think about uh, Sylvia Miles' cast in The Night Cowboy? Sylvia Miles is such a goddamn queen. Um, I think all of her Oscar nominations combined, she probably has 15 minutes of screen time. Maybe. If across, that, yeah. Maybe. I'm being generous yeah. with my math. Like, that is insane that she was able to pull off basically these, these turn these glorified cameos into supporting actress turns, and I think it's fantastic. Um, she basically kicks off Midnight Cowboy in a way. Um, she's only in the first 10 minutes or so, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I think she's the first person he really meets when um, he gets to New York. And she's living the life. Uh, she has this luxurious apartment uh, in Manhattan, and she's just picking this stud up off the street and takes him home uh, for a very brief time. And um, she somehow gets money uh, from him when he is supposed to be the prostitute here. And... It's wonderful. Uh, she's just she's living everyone's best fantasy, I think, and she brings a very, um, I guess, gritty performance uh, to this film. Um, this character, Cass, is, uh, I guess, you could say she has a posh lifestyle, but Sylvia Miles doesn't really play her as um, this polished dame. She's a little rough around the edges, and she's not afraid to be really real about it. And uh, she kicks off this movie in a way that I think it really needs. Uh, Midnight Cowboy is, of course, a fantastic film, a very important film for this time. And I think she gets the ball rolling uh, quite well. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with your sentiments there regarding how fantastic Miles is to pull off these two cameo nominations especially with the fact that she had no precursors for either one of them. You know, obviously we already talked about Farewell, My Lovely in 1975. Um, but this is like, this is some interesting work that she's doing. Um, it's one of the prime definition or prime examples of the definition that I have of like, no matter the size of your screen time, if you can do something great, show us. And she shows us here. I mean, she, she is this like sex pop vixen of a character and she really really is i would think the comedic relief of this movie i don't know if you agree with that 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 comment there because her situation that she she finds herself in is really funny i mean there's a point where she's literally like joe's just handing her money and she just kind of goes into his wall and just pulls out more like she's like no i want this i want you know what i mean like it's it's, it's kind of my dream <laughs> It really is. Um, so I have hello respect for Sylvia Miles here. And of course, I've said before, I've, you know, we've told the story a bunch of times. Being yelled at by Sylvia Miles last year around this time was like one of the highlights of my life so far. So like that screaming that she does to Joe Buck happened to me, and I, but not obviously for the same reason. So I have a very special place in my heart for this performance. Um, and then of course, you know, we had Michael Musto on for the year 2000, and he himself said um, that he thinks she should have won for this, so I find that very fascinating. That's not giving anything away from me um, with that comment, but um, 
you know, Musto's a huge fan of this performance. So this performance all around is liked by a lot of people. Yeah, she definitely does bring a lot of humor um, early on in this movie. Um, and this movie, of course, gets quite dark at times. Yes. And of course, the ending is pretty bleak. So she offers this, um, this humor in the very beginning. And it also offers a foreshadow for what's to come. Because Joe Buck has come to the big city with um, some dreams. You know, he thinks he's going to be living this playboy lifestyle, uh, wooing all these women and living off of them. And then here's this woman off the street who is exactly what he's been looking for. And she takes him for all he's worth. Uh, setting up, you know, the hardships and the uh, disappointments that are to come in his life. And uh, Sylvia Miles does it um, quite humorously, I would say. Uh, she's exactly what this movie needs in the beginning, um, because it doesn't get much funnier from there on. This movie has had a ripple effect on pop culture. Um, just a couple years ago, there was a really, really popular song called Riptide by Vance Joy. And um, it's mentioned in the, in the song that there's this movie about a cowboy who moves to New York City, and this is what he's referring to. So, I mean, this movie, for being 51 years old now, has stayed in pop culture, American pop culture, for so long. And honestly, that is kind of the pure definition, because this ended up being best picture this year of what a best picture essentially really should be doing. Staying in the limelight for so long, there's a reason it wins. Um, and of course, we've had some questionable best pictures over the years, but um, I think Midnight Cowboy has definitely not grown old as a film. Yeah, it was actually just referenced in something Seth and I were watching last night. Mm -hmm. uh, we recently started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, the Larry David show from HBO. Uh -huh. And we're in the, the earlier, like the first season. And he's like in his gym clothes and he's unshaven and a little dirty. And one of the characters tells him he looks like the Jewish uh, Ratzo Rizzo. <laughs> so right there, uh, Midnight Cowboy is still, um, I don't know, it's still in the pop culture limelight, you can say. All right, moving on is one that I'm actually really curious to hear yours on, because I feel like this, this woman is, quote unquote, your shit. Um, Susanna York as Alice in They Shoot Horses, Don't They? This is her sole nomination. Going into Oscar night, she has a Golden Globe nomination for supporting, but she has a BAFTA win for supporting. Um, BAFTA was not as prevalent in predicting the Oscars um, as they are now. So I don't really know if she was, quote unquote, a threat for this win. Um, but again, Susanna York plays Alice in They Shoot Horses. Um, Alice is a starlet. She wants to be a star. She wants to be famous. She wants to be an actress. And she's living in... Um, the depression era in Los Angeles and essentially joins up with everyone else looking to get this prize money um, for this dance-a-thon that ends up turning deadly and she ends up becoming one of the last contestants in a way like the last handful of contestants but has a full mental break um, so Brandon what do you think about Susanna York as Alice and they shoot horses don't they? So I love They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Uh, it's one of my favorite films from this era. And Susanna York is pretty great in it. Um, I think Susanna York is one of those actresses from this time period that doesn't get quite the um, esteem that she should. Like, I think she actually should have been nominated in 1972 for this Robert Altman film called Images, which she is mm -hmm. quite compelling in. Um, she's equally compelling in They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Um, it's a very fascinating character because she... She's sort of this uh, up-and-coming Hollywood 
wannabe starlet. And she's doing this dance-a-thon basically for the publicity of it all, for the attention of it all. And it is quite brutal as it goes on. Um, People literally die doing this dance marathon, and it's all for uh, exploitation and spectator money. Um, It's all just this big money-making scheme exploiting the poor uh, who all are in this hoping that they're going to walk away with a handsome chunk of change when it's all said and done. And it ends up going on for weeks. And uh, Susanna York's character is one of the characters who you see very steadily break down and have her psyche chipped away at and her body chipped away at until she eventually just loses it. And that scene with her in the shower, when she has completely snapped, is one of the most visceral scenes in this movie. And this movie is quite disturbing in a lot of ways. So that's saying something, I think. Um, Her very calculated decline, um, I think, is actually quite admirable um, on a performance level. Yeah, I um I revisited They Shoot Horses Don't They for the first time actually a couple of days ago. And I hadn't seen it since my blockbuster days a decade ago. And I definitely didn't appreciate the film then. But its impact on me this time around was a lot heavier than it was the last time. And I think that's because when I watched it first at 18, I had this idea of what being an adult was, but I was still such a kid. And now living almost a decade of paying my own bills and struggle bussing and doing all this thing. Like I, it hit me in a whole different way. And I think that is also a great testament to filmmaking done really, really well to um, when films have such an effect on you that they change you for a little while. And it did, it really did. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Regarding Susanna York's character or performances, Alice though, she's really effective in that shower. Like. I understood and felt that breakdown 100 and I get why it happened. And the slow descent into madness that's happening with her for essentially what was supposed to be a goal of being discovered at this event is heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Now her line deliveries aren't super strong for me. Um, I think that's the biggest drawback that I have to this performance. It's really, really good, but 50% of performances, unless you're playing a mute character, are your line deliveries. And I just don't find her super, super strong at those. I think she's uh, overshadowed by a lot in this film. And there is a lot happening in this film. So it's like one of those roles that you need to be able to really stand out as a whole. And unfortunately, 50% of it is missing for me. However, yes, she's amazing in that breakdown. I really appreciate it. But this movie, to get back to it really quick, like, fucked me up for a little bit. Because, like, I understood every person who's in this event, why they're there. And it's, is it weird to say that I also understood the method behind Gig Young's character? Like, I was like, oh, my God. As a money-making, like, person, if you were to profit off of the suffering of people, this makes sense. And I think that's, in a way, the maturity that I had watching this movie this time around. Like, I understood all the sides and I think that's what's the fucked up thing and that's what the fucked up thing that this movie is trying to tell you about living is is that it's all a game 
living is is all just a profit for everybody. And I think this movie is beautiful to tell that story. Yeah, um, I've heard that criticism of Susanna York's performance um, that you were speaking of, that she has a very strange way of speaking in this film. And thinking about it now, it kind of works for me, given who she's playing. She's sort of, I mean, she's playing this um, wannabe starlet who's looking to be discovered, who I think views her entire life as a movie. Like yeah. her, like her entire life is a motion picture and she is the main character. And I think that's why she speaks that way. It's like, a, it's almost like an old Hollywood affect that has just made its way into her normal way of talking. And as the movie goes on and her, she loses her grip on reality, I think she sinks further into that false Hollywood reality that she has put herself in. And, mm-hmm. and I think Susanna York completely commits to it. If what I'm thinking is actually a thing, I could just be overthinking it, but it works for me in that regard. So is, uh, is it almost like a Norma Desmond effect, do you think? Maybe in a way. Because um, that's who I thought of right away when you just brought that up. That could be. It could be a, a sort of Norma Desmond type thing where she's in her own little fantasy world. Of course, Norma Desmond was um, a star already who the world had forgotten in her story. And um, this particular person is someone who is looking to become a star. But I think she's trying to put herself into that that mindset of being one before she is, because she's so desperate to be discovered and become famous. Oh, it, it, it's this 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 performance is like chilling. Yeah, like all around, and it, you know, I I get it. It just oh. even even talking about it, like it's just. It just brings back like the emotion of watching this movie, which is just troubling. Like it's just it's troubling, and it's it, this movie's famous too because it ne- it got all these nominations, but not Best Picture. It missed out on Best Picture. You know that's insane. It got like eight or nine nominations and no Best Picture. Yeah, like honestly, if I'm just thinking about it really quick, I probably would have taken out Hello Dolly for this as Best Picture. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I was thinking while revisiting this film how twisted of a double feature this would be with Parasite. Ooh, that's good. Because, <laughs> I mean, this whole movie, the the haves are feeding off of the have-nots. Yeah. Like, the poor are in this dance marathon allowing themselves to be exploited all for the possibility that they might come away with it slightly richer than they were before. And people literally die for it. Like that's how, that's how desperate and how, how deep in dire straits these people are. And the people like gig young just feed off of it. And then the gag of it all is that they would only really walk away with like 200 bucks. Cause they're going to be charged for all that food, the, the stay, the medical bills. Like they'd be lucky to walk away with 200 bucks. Right. It's fucked up. You have been listening to a clip from one of our Academy Queens bonus episodes. If you would like to hear all of this episode and the rest of our sensational bonus content, please prance on over to patreon.com slash academyqueens and join our queendom.